This is the Bloggist Podcast, a new type of podcast here to connect brands and influencers in a way that has never existed. This is the podcast where brands and influencers can come together to synergize worthy opportunities to reach new audiences and new heights. We'll interview both influencers and brands to talk about quitting the nine to five, building up your base one connection at a time, and what brands should know about your audience in order to leverage theirs. Brands meet influencers, influencers meet brands. This is the Bloggist Podcast. Welcome back on this incredible, beautiful, shiny day here in New York City. We're actually live coming at you after a week of an amazing first week after launching our Facebook community group. We are so excited about this next step in our business because really community is everything. There is no I in team. And as entrepreneurs, coaches, and influencers, one of the number one things we've heard from our community is that, you know what, at the end of the day, it's wild as an entrepreneur, right? We need team members. We need coworkers, right? And the purpose of our Facebook group is to make sure that our community of creators can have other individuals to speak to. So if you head to our website, you can definitely check out either of our plans, but that is one of our most exciting new features we've rolled out for our community is our Facebook community group. There's going to be a ton of conversations going on around ways that you can optimize your business and different pieces of feedback that our community members have learned along the way for others to be able to learn from and adapt into their business. So we're really excited about the launch of this Facebook group. Be sure to check it out. Head to our website. We'll also link it in the show notes so you can easily see it. But this is an amazing next step in the future of Bloggist and our focus in making sure community can really be a core part of this industry. Now, for today's guest, we're actually so excited because we have a dear member of our community joining. Um, her name is Erica Lauren, and she is a bi-coastal plus-size model and social media influencer with a background in music and corporate diversity. In a few short years, Erica has established herself in the fashion industry, modeling and campaigns for numerous brands, including Lane Bryant, Torrid, Skims, Walmart, and collaborating with various social media partners, including Stitch Fix, Good American, and Fabletics. It's safe to say she clearly has a ton of incredible brands under her belt and has built an amazing business around staying true to her brand. For many clients, Erica's found she is the first size 1820 model that they work with, contributing to a greater size inclusivity and representation conversation in the industry. Through sharing her journey online, Erica aims to inspire women to figuratively and literally stop clinging to their sweater, bare arms, and find their mo inner model earlier in life. Erica is such an incredibly inspiring person to follow and in our episode, we dive a lot into how to build a brand as a influencer that can help your modeling career in the long run. So if you are listening to this episode and have ever wanted to dive in the world of modeling, she breaks it down in terms of how you can build an incredibly established brand to help you when it comes to building your professional brand as a model. We talk a lot about different ways as a model you can monetize your business and actually think about ways that you can make money from social media partnerships. This is a great, great episode. And at the end of the episode, Erica talks a lot about where she sees this industry going. Obviously, given everything going on with COVID, there's been a massive shift in the modeling industry. And we talk a great deal about the things that she thinks will happen in the industry and why you should care about building your brand online. This was a great episode. I had so much fun talking to Erica. And I think all of you will really enjoy this episode. Let's go to the show. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited. 
my gosh. Well, for everyone listening, Erica and I just chatted, and this is her first ever podcast that she's been on, and we feel so honored to have you on our podcast. I know this has been a long time coming. Actually, we've had a lot of uh, DMs, Erica, if you don't know this, but a lot of our community members have asked for you to be on our podcast, and so I was so excited that we got the opportunity to do this, so thank you for taking the time. For everyone listening who don't really know who you are and have never followed you before, I'd love to pass off the mic and have you just introduce yourself. Introduce us to Erica Lauren, who you are, um, a little bit about your personal brand. I know that's a really loaded question, but give us a little bit of background on, on you know where you're at right now. Sure. Again, thank you for having me. I'm really excited um, to kind of dive into the podcast world and no better place to start than with you, Julie, and with bloggists. So yeah, definitely happy to talk about myself a little bit (laughs) and have kind of gotten here. So yes, I am a full-time, my full-time career is model slash social media influencer slash content creator slash sometimes blogger. (laughs) So what don't you do pretty much? That's what we'll say. Yes. What that means is I work for myself and I spend a lot of time on my phone. So it's sometimes frustrating, but it really just comes with the territory and I couldn't do it without it. We'll definitely get into kind of branding and building that. And, but you know, I had no idea that this is what I would ever be doing with my life. So I'm always happy to share a little bit about what I call my path to becoming an introvert that works full time as an extrovert. (laughs) kind of, I was always shy, socially awkward, kind of unsure if or where I fit in. So I was always kind of a go with the flow person, never having too clear of a path or goal in mind as to what I wanted to do or to be. But in school, I was big and tall. I ended up picking up upright classical bass in middle school and actually took that all the way through college. I majored in music performance on the double bass. I was in orchestras, etc. And then meanwhile, I worked a few different, you know, part-time jobs. I was working in office, my dad's office and retail. Then once I graduated from college, I needed stable income, right? As we all do. <laughs> so I ended up getting a job at a Fortune 500 company as an admin in the community affairs department. And within a couple of years, I'd been promoted a couple of times and ultimately became a program manager doing diversity and inclusion. So just a couple more steps until I got to modeling. So I really was enjoying that a lot, decided to get my part-time MBA, and I was actually finally starting to plan on a career in that space when I decided to submit to a model casting I saw on Instagram. So, you know, I booked it and I booked the next thing that I casted for, which was a chance to go to New York and participate in Full Figured Fashion Week. This was 2016. Um, Yeah, and then right after finding out that I booked that, we suffered a loss in my family and I ended up taking that as motivation for basically everything that I did or have done after that. So, you know, I started looking at my options, like what would I regret not doing because life is so short. And modeling is one of those things. I thought about it, but never really seriously as an option for myself. And so I just decided to turn that into motivation and just go for it. So two months later, I went to New York on that trip and it just jumpstarted my whole education and immersion into the world that I'm in now. Oh my gosh. I am. I wish you could see me right now. I'm smiling from ear to ear. And for everyone listening, we don't do video usually because we want to make sure the audio is as great as it possibly can be. But Erica, you just really hit on two things that I hope that I think the past four months in particular, as we've all been experiencing COVID and the pandemic is kind of this idea of 
everything can change in one second. And are you happy with the life that you have created? And the fact that you have been able to just kind of roll with the punches and say, what are these, these little moments are clearly indications of something greater. And when really awful catastrophic things happen in your life, using those as moments to say, I want to make sure that I can be as focused as ever on what my dreams are and taking moments and hints and indications of things that work well and kind of keep going with it. I think that's so admirable and something that not a lot of people do is we are, we're so taught. And I think like, you know, the fact that you got your MBA, right. And the fact that you are had, I I love that you uh, were a musical major in college and we're taught these things growing up of like, this is the one career that you have to have. And I really think actually our generation of millennial entrepreneurs, we are the first people to be able to really make businesses on the internet. And this is something that people have never been able to do before. And so the fact, that like at your intuition and following your gut has gotten you to where you are today. I hope for everyone listening that you take this as a true indication that following your heart and following your gut and being confident in whatever steps that you make, they happen for a reason that will get you to a place where you are a wildly successful model and influencer and are verified on Instagram and do incredible sponsorships with brands. Like you can be like Erica too. And I think that that is just something that I so much admire and our community admires about you too, Erica is this ability to, you know, I like hearing your story. I don't think a lot of people know your story, but you know, the fact that you have an MBA and you did the fortune 500 thing. And then you were like, you know what? I want to do something totally different. You can do that. I think it's so scary, but it ends up working out. You will land on your feet, which is, I'm so admirable. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of never know where your path is going to go, but there's a lot of trial and error. So if there's anything that you're thinking of doing. And it's just like, you know, that like I thought about in the future, you know, if I had a daughter down the line and I was like, oh yeah, your mom wanted to be a model one day, but she never had the guts to do it. I was like, oh, I don't want that feeling. <laughs> so I need to at least put your hand in the ring or your hat, whatever the expression is. You put know? your hat in the ring, but I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. yourself a chance at it at least. And then you can say you tried it and see how it went. I love that. One of the reasons that we built this podcast was because I think there's a lot of people who follow you who really admire the business that you built, Erica. And we really want to use this as an opportunity to walk through, you know, the steps and the tools that you took to get you to where you are. When we met now, I think a year and a half ago, two years ago, which is crazy uh, to think about, but Instagram has always been a very core part of your business. And um, I really want to take the time today to talk a little bit about like building your personal brand and like what were the tools and the steps that you took to say, okay, I booked a job at full figure fashion week. That was now in 2016, which is crazy. Um, but there must've been a lot of things that kind of were a part of building Erica Lauren, the brand. So I'd love if you could kind of talk a little bit about like, what was the journey that, what were the things that you really kind of learned or absorbed that worked for you when it came to building your personal brand and growing your community specifically online? So Instagram, your website, things like that. I definitely started focusing on Instagram and and thinking through my personal brand there before, you know, I was ever signed with an agency or anything. So it was that same year in 2016, I had just gotten back from New York for that full figured fashion week trip. And at that time I had about 400 followers on Instagram, like family and friends and people you went to school with and work with. And I was just starting to like ease into posing, posting modeling related content because before I had ever, 
submitted to that first model and casting, I was terrified of the idea of self-promotion and like posting pictures of myself on Instagram because it was just, it seemed so vain and just like a negative thing. I didn't want to be associated as this girl that posts selfies every day or something. Really, really, if you want to do it, you have to wrap your head around the fact that self-promotion is everything, you know? So a lot of women reach out to me and they want to, you know, find the confidence and get into the space, but their profile is still private. And it's like, okay, well, this is the first hurdle. You need to be comfortable with being public and putting yourself out there. And the feedback that I got was way more positive than I ever anticipated. You know, that same year, I had posted one picture from Essie Golden's Golden Confidence Pool Party. And I ended up gaining about 2000 followers in a day from this one photo. So just kind of seeing that happen and then really just talking with the other models that I met, I started realizing that it was just time to focus on what my brand was. So I started brainstorming different Instagram handle names because I had one that was just completely irrelevant. (laughs) And um, so I changed my Instagram name to the Eric Lauren that year. And then I really got into the whole idea. So I remember spending a lot of time at my job. I was creating my website. I was designing business cards and I was really into it. I was like, this is so fun. I was just like, wanted to spend all my time on that. Branding wise, I just was, I decided to be really selective about what I was going to post and also what opportunities I took. So, you know, I didn't just shoot with anybody. I was really selective about who I shot with. If I was approached by a job, I was really selective about the type of job. And keep in mind, I was also in corporate at the time. So I was, you know, it was really important to think of what I wanted my brand to be that wasn't going to be any kind of conflict with what I was also doing with my career at the time. So yeah, I just really loved the idea of packaging myself as professionally as possible and having complete control over that. So yeah, by the end of that first year of 2016, I reached like 10K followers. And then a year after that New York trip, I had 50K on Instagram. So it went pretty, pretty quickly. That's is so incredible. And I think what you just talked about was understanding who you are as a business owner. And I think many people kind of get off course a little bit, which that sometimes happens with your business, right? But if you don't understand who you are and what makes your brand unique, then no one else will. And I love that you started right off the bat with really saying, I have a corporate job. And that actually, I, I really admire that, that you could have fun on the side. I'm not fun on the side, but really, you know, spent the time being able to create your, your business and your brand and wanted to make sure that everything felt true to you and nothing felt not true to Erica. For anyone listening, I hope that you write that down when you're thinking about where do I start is really thinking about like, who am I? What do I want to be known for? And how do I want to show myself publicly? So for you, Erica, it was making sure. And I mean, your images are always so stunning. Like the, the quality of the images that you post on your Instagram are so stunning. And I'm assuming that was probably a big part. I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but you that was probably a big part of what you wanted to make sure you were portraying is everything that you posted was very polished, refined, beautiful. I mean, the images were incredibly high quality. For everyone listening, I think it's really important that you take what Erica said of just understanding like who you are as a business and being selective. Because when you're just pulling in random partnerships or you're pulling in like working with different people that are not true to your brand, your brand's going to become incredibly muddled and people won't know what to go to look to you for. And that's the opposite of building a personal brand online. Yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, just thinking about 
you know, you may not know exactly where you want this to take you, right? Because there's a lot of options. But if there's anybody that you have seen that you admire, like really look at what they're doing. They have a brand. They have certain things that that they choose to post or certain brands that they choose to work with. So, you know, fit is everything and don't just accept anything because you want to really, you, you know, you have the control. So use that. So how do you think social media, because you've done such an amazing job at building your brand, how do you think it has impacted your career for the greater as a model in particular? <laughs> I mean, immensely. <laughs> it really, you know, essentially afforded me all the opportunities that I have now. It's crazy how much Instagram really just has become ingrained into the modeling world, you know, every casting that you go to, you now write down also what your Instagram handle is, or when you submit to an agency, you also include your Instagram handle. It's just par for the course now. So you don't have to be an influencer to be successful as a model, but it does help give you an extra form of support. But even if you don't want to be an influencer, it's still just as important because the people looking at you are going to look at your Instagram, at least for current content, right? To kind of see, oh, are these portfolio pictures what she actually looks like now? Is she active? They want to see all of that. So it's so important. But for me, uh, my first modeling client, definitely found me through Instagram. This was before I was signed with any agency. And then my first two agencies found me through Instagram as well. You know, one of my really good model friends gave me a lot of advice at the beginning. She told me also, basically follow everyone in the industry on Instagram. <laughs> like she literally took my phone from me one day and just started like following all these models and all these people. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? It allows you to be in tune with the industry that you're trying to learn about. Right. So by doing that, I then had visibility into what other people that I was, that are doing what I'm trying to do, what they're doing, who they're working with, what's happening in the industry, what events are going on, what kind of work is out there, who's connected to who. So it was a really interesting approach that not every Everybody takes. It just gives you a sense of really being immersed into it, which I think is helpful. And not only that, too, I think on the flip side, it allows you, um, and I say this because I've had a few meetings recently with some of our client or other clients' uh, modeling agencies. And what they've said is by people in the industry following you too, Erica, it allows them to stay up to date with like, what's Erica doing? So that when they see that you've launched a major campaign potentially with a brand, that is like, that's a huge win. And it's not rather than you having to email them and be like, hey, look what I did, you know, they're seeing all the incredible success that you are doing too as a model. So on the flip side, it's an amazing way for people to stay up to date with everything going on with your business too. As a model, I think it's really important and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but based on what you do um, and a lot of our community members do as well, like kind of bringing people through your life as a working model and whatever that is today, because obviously in the times of COVID, you're not traveling as much as you used to. You used to travel a ton for work, but you know, by seeing all that you're doing, that keeps us on the other side of the table too, in the industry, in the loop of everything happening with your your business and like the different clients that you're working with and shooting with. And, you know, the, the bigger the jobs that you're getting, I think then your brand is clearly becoming elevated and people want to work with brands right now. Like it seems like, and this is something I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into, but this idea of model versus like influencer and brand, because it really feels like right now using Instagram as a place to tell your story. It's not just how many followers that you have, but like there's this credibility and validity too, because if I see um, I'm on my Facebook page 
and I follow you, Erica, on Instagram. And I know a big client that you've shot with in the past is Lane Bryant. And I always used to see you come up in ads. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Erica in a pair of jeans. I have to buy them. So it's like, it's a way for the the industry to get to know you. And it's also a way to add a level of credibility too, to what you're doing because they see every, all the different partnerships and the different campaigns that you're shooting as a model for different like e-com shoots and brand shoots and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point that, you know, now more than ever, the average customer has a chance of knowing the name of the model that that brand is working with because they each have their own platform now, theoretically. So now you can have those customers over there vying for you to continue working with that brand on that brand's page. Be like, I love Erica or, you know, whoever that model is that they're booking. So it really has like so many values because they can also go support you and, you know, help build your brand that way. All right. Well, Erica, so I know a big thing that a lot of our community members ask and they kind of growing on Instagram can become very difficult. Um, and, you know, they use a lot of different strategies and best practices. One of the reasons why we're, again, excited to have you come share your wise, wise, wise expertise and wisdom is you have done such an amazing job at growing your community and not just that, like really seeing hockey stick growth. So like you started from 400 and now you have like way over 300,000 followers on Instagram and are verified, which is incredible. So what were some the things that you feel like you learned along the way that really led to the success of, and by success, I mean the true growth of your community. It can really be anything, but any tips and tricks that you can share with our community that you really feel like were a key part in you seeing that growth? Definitely. I mean, there are so many different things and elements that I think contribute to it. And, you know, everybody approaches their page like a little bit differently. The same strategies don't work, you know, just uniformly across the board. So I completely understand when people are struggling and saying that they're trying everything and it's not working. Hashtags was a big part of it starting out. I'm seeing a lot now around like influencer, um, you know, webinars and whatnot that are talking about hashtag strategy. So I don't use hashtags as much now, but earlier on, that was a big part of it. Being really intentional as far as the brands, you know, if we're talking about being an influencer or model, you know, and you're involved in fashion. So being really intentional with the brands that you post and work with and tag, are they brands that are doing partnerships? Are they brands that repost people? So looking at that, I think they're not as common now, but when I was starting out a few years ago, there was a lot more, what I will call like repost pages. So there was one called full figured fashion and they would just be reposting women that were dressed in different styles and looked amazing. And, you know, if you tagged their page and it was a good picture, they would repost you. So there were a lot of those to help kind of build your audience. I'm not sure as who's, you know, big in that area now, but looking for things like that to help get eyes on your content. Also responding to comments. I can't say enough, like how important that is. So really, if your audience is, let's say 100k or less on Instagram, there's no excuse for you not to be responding to all of your comments. I feel like I see that often with some smaller accounts and I'm just like, why, why, you know, there's no reason for you not to be able to respond. And it's really huge as far as your audience feeling like you value them, that you're listening and that it's not just a one-sided relationship. And then also what I try to do as far as my content, you know, I mentioned being really selective. And part of that is just thinking about Every time that I post, I try to think what will make the biggest 
impact. A lot of people put their energy into their overall aesthetic, you know, applying the same kind of filters to everything, maybe thinking about what their grid looks like, you know, or they do like three of the same, you know, look, something like that. I don't do that at all. Maybe there's ways I could grow as far as aesthetic, but really I just think about individual post impact. So every time, you know, I'm not going to post three in a row of the same outfit because it's just going to be less and less engagement each time. So I want the highest engagement I can get with every post. So that's the way that I look at it. And then, you know, just quality above everything else. So if the picture, I like it, but it's the qualities, eh, I'm just not going to use it. You know, maybe I'll post it on my story, but it's not worth posting it because it will bring down your numbers. So that's kind of the way I look at it most of the time. And post times obviously can be important. Consistency is important. But yeah, those are some of the main ways. But yeah, you can really go on like thinking about organizing your content. You know, what is it that you want to communicate and trying to be clear about what it is that you offer? I think that helps your audience also kind of learn what to expect from you. And I mean, we can expand on that if you like, but there's lots of other, you know, kind of buckets that I think of as well. I'm literally smiling from ear to ear again, as I just said before, and I hope everyone is taking notes, but I want to take two key things that you talked about, Erica, and I hope that those are the key messages that people take from this episode. And I would love if you have any other thoughts around it too, please elaborate. But the first I think is really being intentional. How many people are on Instagram now? Billions, millions of people, right? And if filler content is not going to serve anyone. So if your post doesn't have a purpose, just don't post it. And I, I don't know if you agree with that, but it sounds like you really do. If there is no purpose behind your post, if it's not going to add value, then like, why are you even posting it to begin with? And purpose can be like, I want to talk about an amazing partnership that I did, or I want to talk about someone that I met. It doesn't need to be this lengthy novella about a personal experience that you've had. Maybe it really just needs to add value to your community. You know, as individuals, we want to follow content creators that add value. And by you just doing like hashtag TGIF on your photo, with no real value and no real education or you're not giving me anything as a follower like that's just filler content that I'm going to swipe over and absolutely not engage with so my hope is that people listening really remember that having intention and putting intention behind your posts is one of the key things that you need to remember when growing your Instagram account I mean it's incredible when you post a photo of yourself but like tell us a little bit about if you're a working model and you're listening to this like tell us a little bit about where were you what was the campaign that you shot? Like, who were some of the makeup artists on set with you? Like, what was the brand that you shot? So tell us a little bit more about that photo. And don't just, like, post it for the sake of posting it. And the second thing that I really want people to remember, too, is you just saying, like, engaging with your community, that is everything. And so, you know, no matter how large or small your following is, those people who took the time to press follow on your account, like, those are your ride-or-die customers. And it doesn't matter, like, whatever they're buying. They're buying space on your page. They're buying like they're essentially paying for your business right now. And, you know, at a later date, you know, we'll, we did an episode recently on affiliate marketing. We can talk about that, like making money from your business and your community, like when they buy the things that you talk about. But not just that, though, like these people took the time to say, I want to follow you. And it is your duty as, you know, a business owner to make sure that your customers feel heard and you're not just shouting into thin air and they're not feeling the love back. Like you're not reciprocating that feedback and that love that they've given you. So I really think remembering being as intentional as possible 
and posting everything with purpose and remembering that you need to engage with your community. It doesn't matter if you have 500 followers, those 500 people are your ride or die brand ambassadors. Like they care so much about you. If you're going to take the time to talk to them, to engage with them. And at the end of the day, like when they're ready to talk, if their friend asks them who was an incredibly inspiring entrepreneur model on Instagram, what you've done as Erica, as an example, you know, your community members are going to tell their friend, go follow Erica. Erica, because every time she posts, she it's so intentional, it's direct, it adds value, and she cares about me too as a follower. She actually takes the time to care about me. And I really hope that everyone listening to this episode takes that with them because it's so, so important when it comes to growing any business. Yes. I mean, there's, there's so much said there for sure that I agree with and intention is definitely everything. I will say though, just as you know, one you know, maybe caveat is the right word, but I think sometimes that can be overwhelming. The idea of having every single post have a purpose and have a, you know, being an important message or adding value. I mean, just the way that my mind processes that is that can turn into something that stops you from posting as often as, you know, you're being told to, because you're like, oh my gosh, like every post holds so much weight. Right. Um, and you and put I too think- much thought in it and it, it gets stressful and you just don't post then you just stop. You just don't even post. Yes. I think that can be something that halts you. And I think there can be a mix. So I won't say that I post anything that has no value, but I think there's a good combination that you can eventually reach of, you know, posts that have a caption that is meaningful and sharing, you know, important information with your audience. And then there's also a post that, yes, might be just about the outfit or just about the sponsorship. Occasionally there is a post that I'll put up that's really just like a few emojis and like a nice short message of the day. But again, even if I'm going to do that, the quality of the photo and the purpose of posting it is still very intentional, but don't over think it so much that it halts you. It's okay to post something as long as they're, as long as you feel comfortable and happy with that image, you don't need to write a novella and you don't need to spend an hour on a post because when you spend that much time on a post, then what ends up happening is you just don't end up posting it. And then you spend weeks on end, just not posting because that one post created such a roadblock. And I think that's actually a really good piece of feedback, Erica. So thank you so much for kind of shedding light on that because I I completely agree. You know, you go to write a post and you spend an hour on it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this isn't intentional. There's no purpose. I can't even post it. And at the end of the day, like posting a beautiful image of you in a beautiful outfit, that's as intentional as it comes. So not every photo needs to have a novella about a situation that you went through and, you know, be a whole story. It can just be a lighthearted photo of a beautiful outfit that inspires me. And I'm like, I want to go buy that top too, because it's so cute. And I love how Erica styled it. That in itself, that's intentional as well. Erica, you know, another thing that I think a lot of uh, individuals in this community have uh, kind of not necessarily struggle with, but I think would love some answers around is, you know, as you grow your community and your audience, this idea of making money from your your business, right? And how do you flip that switch of I've worked so hard, but I haven't been able to land a brand deal. And I'm curious, are there any things that you think you could share with our community that you really feel like were helpful in terms of flipping that switch and really kind of monetizing your online community that you feel like might be helpful for people? I mean, I know it's a challenge to make money on social, whether you're in modeling or not. It's just like not an easy thing to necessarily start because it's like, where do you start? And, you know, it's, 
as far as model specific recommendations can kind of apply everything to anyone. But, you know, when I first started, I think the very first amount that I ever got paid for anything on social media was $25 for a post. And that was just because that's what the brand offered me. And I was like, all right, let's do it. The first thing I would say is, do research on rates. So that's what I did initially. I just started Googling, like, how much should I get paid, you know? And you'll see what you can find online. You and I both know there's no black and white calculations here. (laughs) There are some versions of how to calculate it, but they're not all the same. There's no universal rates that everybody uses. But what you can do is look for, you know, some different calculations, and then you can kind of average out what you find. And then kind of propose a number if a brand reaches out to you and see what happens. I use the website influencermarketinghub.com. They have somewhere on there where you can enter your handle and then somehow it does all this math and it comes up with a rate, like a range of prices that you should be charging per post. And I'm not saying it's 100% accurate, but I have that link saved to my phone so that every once in a while I just kind of check in and see how it's moving. And what that can do is at least give you a justification for asking for you know, X amount of money as a starting place, you know? So that's really important. Do your research on brands. So who's reposting influencers? And then specifically, what brands do you see that people that influencers are doing paid ads for. You can usually tell if you see hashtag ad, it's probably paid. So, you know, try to look into that and see, okay, this brand seems to be doing paid partnerships. Then you can start making a list of who to focus on pitching um, as far as looking for partners that have money to do collaborations. But one of the biggest things is really to be realistic with yourself. Being self-aware and being able to step back and look at the content that you're pushing out and your approach is just huge. So really like look at your content. Is the quality of what you're creating up to par with the people that are getting these paid partnerships? Are you putting in the work to help get your engagement numbers up? Like ask yourself like what is missing like what can you do is your quality the same because if you're going to pitch the brand they're going to go look at your page and it needs to be up to par with who they pay so you really just need to take a look at yourself i would also say that asking is free i heard this phrase at a panel back when i worked in corporate and i've been saying it ever since (laughs) asking is free so a lot of things in this industry with social media and modeling are nearly impossible to find out unless someone decides to help you and let you in on like what people are getting paid or what certain brands do and are doing. So the worst thing that can happen is someone says no. If you ask them, obviously there's a way to do it, to be professional and respectful, but asking is free. And then I would say if you do have a large following, Make sure that you get help with it because having a manager or agent speak on your behalf, especially as I've learned working with you, Julian, and my um, modeling agent, it does wonders to have somebody speaking on behalf of you. And if you're not getting paid so you can't afford to have that help, you can fake it until you make it. Uh, You know, there's ways to do that too, so... (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that was so insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that people will really find a lot of value in that. So walk me through, I think you have gotten to a place where you sit in this incredible intersection of being a, you know, established working model and someone who does work with brands on a sponsorship capacity. And it's very interesting because I think that there are a lot of women and men in this community who are signed working models and who have built established communities, but kind of that tipping point of getting to a place where they also are working with brands on a sponsored capacity on their social media channels. It's it's a bit of a struggle in a way. And I'd love for you to walk through, for you as a business owner, what do you think have been some of the secrets to your success when it comes to uh, really kind of merging that fine line of being an influencer and a working model and being able to work with brands on your own feed and having them sponsor your content as Erica Lauren and not being, you know, kind of an e-com traditional model job. Yeah, maybe blending the both a little bit. Exactly. Like what you have done when our team has been so fortunate to be able to work with you on some incredible projects. And, you know, Fabletics is a brand that I love when you post about. And, you know, what were the things that you feel like kind of got you to that place where you were getting jobs with brands coming to want to work with you and buy that real estate on your Instagram feed? Like I've kind of touched on, I really try my best to use Instagram and social media to grow my brand period, not just as a model. You know, it's always been important and I think it's more and more important as time passes that to be multidimensional, especially in, you know, current environment and just as, you know, social media grows and more and more things happen to explore what other opportunities, whatever else is of interest of you that you want to get involved in. So on the modeling side and for social media, you have full control to put your best foot forward. So, I mean, as far as growing my brand as a model, which then also spills into other areas like influencing, there's different buckets. I think of sharing new work that I'm proud of. You kind of touched on that before. If you share modeling work that you've booked you know, it also gives you visibility and it helps show that you could be working as an, what they call an Instagram model, but you're also working as a signed model that's booking jobs. I also try to kind of mix it up and make sure I'm not only posting highly produced work and also including like more natural or barefaced photos or digitals, you know, so you have kind of a mix of high produced photos and then more natural real content. Um, And then also through being really selective and choosing quality, your brands then can see that you have the ability to represent them well. So that opens the door to just expanding what you can do as a person, as an influencer and in the area of content creation. I think also too, by trying to be more intentional about offering advice, tips or encouragement, whether it's in your story or your captions, that also helps to expand. So if there's any way that I can help and inspire folks, you know, I think that allows you the opportunity to build on that it led to me doing my first masterclass last year, which was an amazing experience. And um, now this month I'm scheduling my first round of like mentoring sessions with some women that we've connected through Instagram. So that's going to be a really great experience. Erica, uh, if there's any opportunity, I don't know if it's possible, but I'd love to be able to promote, like link that in our show notes too, for anyone listening, if you have any availabilities, but I know that people would really love to be able to participate if there's openings. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I can definitely speak to that at the end as well. But if you go to my website, which is the com, and you sign up on my mailing list, I will be sending out more opportunities about mentoring in the future. Amazing. Amazing. I know that this episode, there was so much insight and I guarantee you people will be really excited to be able to watch, uh, to tune in and participate in a lot of those. Definitely. Um, no, I'm excited about that. And I think, again, I really want to even thinking beyond modeling, right, is just, can I make an impact, a positive impact? And this is something that I could potentially, you know, what can you do long term, you know, if you're working for yourself? So yeah. And um, so really digesting it into a, like a one word answer, two word answer is like being human and being yourself and showing yourself, showing different parts of your life as a business owner, you have a master class, like showing, you know, stylized outfits in your home, showing your personality, showing things you do amazing work with different makeup. Like I know Laura Mercier is a brand that you do a lot of giveaways with. So not posting just exclusively photos from your modeling casting jobs and really showing different parts of who you are and your life that's that's the thing that people want to see and that sounds like is really the difference between being a working model and being an established brand and having a community there so brands want to work with you as a working model and also as a content creator too on your feed so really just being human is it sounds like the key to recipe to success is just, and talking and showing yourself in your life yeah, I mean, the more you can kind of show yourself in different lights, of course, positive lights that you want to be seen in, and you're presenting yourself well, like video, video is huge. I feel like I'm not great or super comfortable at video. So I'm trying to push myself in that direction. But it shows another side of yourself that if you're just posting, you know, modeling print images, they're not seeing like that side of you. So you can really kind of maximize and capitalize on showing, hey, I'm like have this whole other dimension to myself. And this is what my personality is like, not just my face. Um, I love that. that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, And you know, something I think not enough people talk about and uh, Kelly Augustine and I in their first episode of this season, we talked about this a lot. But something that I think people do not realize, and I can't imagine again, this is not I'm so grateful that we get to work with so many amazing creators. But as a non-influencer myself, who's very deeply rooted in the influencer marketing industry, something that I've really noticed is building a brand so closely tied to yourself and building a business closely tied to yourself comes with challenges. I'd love to talk a little bit about like what have been some of the biggest things that you have realized as you've grown this incredible brand and business over the course of the past four years since 2016 that you feel like people don't talk enough about that we can maybe, you know, kind of shed some light on because I think the purpose of this community and this, this space, this, this podcast is to be able to talk about, you know, the highs, but also some of the lows that we've had to overcome too, so that we can really like humanize this idea of building a brand online. Because if you have a story that you want to tell, you can do it. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, have there been things that have happened or you've learned along the way as you've gone through this incredible journey over the past four years that you might want to talk about? I think, you know, that was a hard one to kind of think about because you're like loaded question, Julian, there's a lot. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's kind of tough to, to narrow down exactly and really put it into like tangible information to share. But I mean, my first reaction about the biggest things that I've learned is just like how overwhelming it is to not only run your own business, but yeah, just working for yourself. And then, yeah, as you said, it's, it ties directly to your life. So it's very, very overwhelming. I've definitely, I wasn't raised in religion. I'm not a religious person, but I've had some come to Jesus moments. <laughs> 
has just been a lot sometimes. And also there's a lack of understanding, I think, that others you're going to encounter that may have of what you do and how much work goes into it, whether it's family members or friends. Um, I mentioned in the beginning, my job requires me to be on my phone a lot or post on social media a lot. And that might just seem like I am just having fun, but every single thing I post on social media is related to my job. So, you know, it's all work and it just requires a lot. Also too, I think, you know, just learning that there's no clear path. I mean, if you're thinking of running a business that is you, you know, and you think, okay, business has business plan, business plan has steps, but no, there's no clear path. Some of these decisions, just like whether or not to commit to one agency, because that ties you down for two to three years is like a huge decision. And every time that's happened, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, how do I decide? Or whether or not to announce something new, for example, like mentoring on uh, your Instagram profile, because you're not sure whether it will work or stick or what people will think, you know? So it's really hard not to feel everything on a deeply personal level because it's all you, <laughs> the brand that you've created, it's decisions that you're making and you're presenting yourself in the way that you choose. So if it doesn't go well or it's not received, it feels deeply, deeply personal. And so I think that's a very challenging part of it. One of the things I've learned and appreciated just because I did have work experience that helped me with this, but the value of professionalism is huge. I just made sure to ingrain that in the way that I approached it from the very, very beginning. And, you know, once in a while you'll run into, for example, people might post how they've chosen to respond to a brand that reached out to them that they didn't want to engage with or something. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't know if I would have quite done that because you just never know if the person that worked at that brand, you may not have respect for the brand, but that person, they could leave that company and then work somewhere that you do want to work in the future. So, and you never know who's in the room around you. Just so many things like that. It just is endlessly valuable to be professional at all, you know, points of you dealing with anybody. So that's been super, super valuable. And just kind of having patience with yourself, I think is huge. The business plan may not be clear. Exactly what you want to do with it long term may not be clear. Exactly what you want to say and do with your platform may not be clear, but that's okay. It's all trial and error and you kind of build it as you go and you don't have to be everything. Just kind of being patient and figuring it out as you go. Give yourself grace. It is okay. Trial and error happens. If anything, you know, it feels like you, Erica, have built an amazing community of women around you um, in this industry. And it sounds like that is also something that's really been able, I hope, to to help you as well as people. Because, you know, there is no I in team and it's so interesting. But, you know, I hear from so many influencers in our community that really leaning on one another for support sometimes is really important and helpful because we don't have coworkers, right? Everyone's kind of building a business on their own, but with the help of this community too. So that's always something that I think a lot of our community members 
members have said as well is, you know, being able to lean on others because there is no I in team and none of us are in a Fortune 500 company. We're all, you know, building brands on our own. So having other people to lean on is also incredibly valuable too. Yes. As we kind of near the end of our episode, I think people want to hear a little bit more about what is the future of Erica Lauren? Like what will the next, you know, few months, year, and that is such a loaded question itself, but you know, what are the things that make you really excited and happy right now that you're excited to continue to keep pursuing? Yeah, there's a lot loaded there too. (laughs) I love uh, to come in with the hard hitting questions. That's what we do here, you know? I know, I know. And I think kind of like I was saying, it's not necessarily all super clear on exactly where I want things to go. But especially now in this current environment where we have no idea when work work as quote unquote normal will come back or resume. So we don't know how long creating content at home is going to be the norm. I'm excited to kind of continue kind of dipping my toe into the mentoring field and building on the opportunities to give back to communities of women that are looking for how to build their confidence, um, whether it's young women, because the importance of hearing it from a young age, I mean, it's just, it's just so important. And, you know, I was definitely that person that didn't understand how women could just wear like these tight clothes and like, or not care whether, you know, they had a role showing or anything like that. I was just like, how, how are you doing that? You know? And so just starting to get a sense of accepting your body and, you know, having a more positive outlook or accepting um, yourself as the way you are is just so important. So if I can help kind of get into those areas, that's something I'm exploring, finding ways to do that more and more with women. So yeah, no specific plans or or, uh, hints I'll drop around that. But yeah, just continuing to build, I think on the my platform and seeing, I really am excited about the new, I've been, I think I just started about a month ago, or I know I started about a month ago and IG live on Mondays. Uh, I'm just for now, I'm calling it Model Monday, IG Live. I think the idea that I've kind of incorporated was the whole share the mic now that was happening kind of after the George Floyd murder and the Black Lives Matter movement really picking up and the whole hashtag that was trending of uplifting Black voices. So, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my platform in that respect to really, as a Black woman, to uplift my own community and then also uplift voices of people that have experienced racism much more than I have or just have something to contribute. And if I can do something to help that, that would be great. So I've really been using these Monday lives to mainly focus on sharing the mic with Black women in the community that I admire, whether they're models or even other industries. I think I've had about four of them so far and just been kind of piloting it out so far, but really would love to kind of build on that and do more of that because I think that's something that's been out of my comfort zone. And if I can find ways to bring others in and share more knowledge with my community, then I'm excited about that. Oh my gosh. Well, I have had so much fun following along through all of that. And we cannot wait to see the next evolution and iteration of all that you do. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. This was incredible. And it's crazy how fast they go, but the minutes went by and you gave such great insight. And so for everyone listening, I know that they gain so much value and insight around how you really grow your community. And there really are not 
not a lot of tricks. It's all about being true to yourself and making sure you're intentional and clear with what your vision is and kind of go and roll in with the punches. You know, your answer of I'm wanting to, you know, every day is a new day and we're kind of going to see what's next. That's the best way to do all of this because you have no idea what the future holds. But being intentional today is something that I really hope that everyone takes with them as they leave this episode. So again, Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. And my last question, where can people find you if they're trying to find you on the internet if they don't follow you already? You can basically find me anywhere under the Erica Lauren. That's T-H-E Erica Lauren. So Instagram is where I'm most active, but then I'm also on Facebook, Twitter. If you have a like to know it app, um, YouTube and my website, it's all the Erica Lauren everywhere. Oh my gosh. Well, Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Since you've made it this far, don't forget to subscribe to the Bloggist podcast over on iTunes so you never miss another episode. Show your support by giving us a five-star rating and taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on Instagram stories. We always love seeing who's tuning in. And for more information about Bloggist, check out bloggist.co. That's B-L-O-G-I-S-T dot co. For influencers, think of Bloggist as your personal manager. We're here to crunch the data about your audience, help you identify ways to grow your online following, and discover ways to monetize your social media channels. And for brands, Bloggist gives you all of the qualitative and quantitative data necessary to find the perfect digital influencers to work with who will help you build your brand and convert new customers. That's all for this week. See you next time.